0: Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern-day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time-consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers, and you go on your merry way, because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Best way to stay on a budget, track expenses, and save money. Okay. <laughs> best way to stay on a budget. Don't spend money. <laughs> this is a much more emotional question, I think, for some people. But the best way to track expenses would be in the budget spreadsheet. I have looked at... Y'all, I cannot tell you the amount of research that I did putting together that budget spreadsheet. And there is a reason there's like formulas behind the scenes and it's very specific and it's very particular. Even having the drop down option of getting into the nitty gritty, if that's the kind of person that you are and you want to track every single individual expense, or if you just need to see an overview, we curated this as specifically as we could to to help you guys really navigate through this. So tracking expenses, that is a great place to do that. And we set it up to do so. We even set it up so you could have a payment tracker That specifically, so best way to stay on budget: stick to it. (laughs) I feel like we kind of already answered that one, and my own emotional baggage that comes with that one. Track expenses, use the spreadsheet, use what we've got going on there, and save money. Minimalize. Do your research, shop around. Make sure you're booking a package that works well for you. Make sure you're not booking a venue that requires preferred vendors and then pigeonholes you into a much more expensive experience than you anticipated. So. Research. Research is going to be a really, really big one there. My friends over at Honey Fund are literally on a mission to make all couples' honeymoon dreams come true, regardless of their budget. Why? Because couples who take a honeymoon and travel together regularly are happier in their marriages. According to a 2022 independent study of married American couples, couples who took a honeymoon were more likely to be happily married 11 plus years later. What? If you're worried that you don't have the budget for a honeymoon, HoneyFund has your back. They make it so unbelievably easy to register for your honeymoon, and your guests will absolutely love it. Make your honeymoon happen with HoneyFund, the most trusted honeymoon and cash registry. Sign up for your honeymoon registry today at HoneyFund.com. Is it sensible to have a wedding cake and a dessert table while on a tight budget? Again, sensible is relative. Some people could say, absolutely. Other people would go, oh, heck no. So, uh... I'll answer your question with a question. What size is the wedding cake? What size is your guest count? I personally think that having a cutting cake, which is typically like a one or two tier, very small cake, for you guys to have the experience of cutting the cake and then having a dessert table is the number one way to go. I I love that for you. I love that that is affordable. I love that with a dessert table, it pleases a lot more palates. So people are a lot more likely to consume what's at the table. If you go with cake, you run the risk of people not liking cake, which is perfectly normal. I I am, I am one of them. Don't come for me. I just don't like cake. It's usually way too sugary for me. But then you don't incur the cost of a cake cutting fee if it's a larger cake or plates, forks, a whole new set of cocktail napkins, like that. so many more expenses, And it, I mean, I guess they're not like that much, but it could be another dollar per person in rentals, cocktail napkin, fork, whatever. That literally, we actually had a client forget before, didn't have plates or forks. Or napkins for the cake, just, <laughs> which I you could tell was pretty early on in my career because now I know to ask that question, right? So I think it makes sense. I think it's really prudent. It's really wise. It means things will actually be eaten, which is ideal if you're going to be sending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on dessert. You want to make sure people are actually going to eat it. So sensible. Yeah. As long as it's done with prudence and wisdom. Is it better to do all inclusive or not? We have a potential vendor for food and his parents would pay, but we're not sure if they'd chip in if we don't go with their vendor choice. Advice. Okay. These are two totally separate questions. So we're going to go with the the inclusive versus not option first, because the second one is like family stuff. There is no better in this particular situation. It's just what's better for you. So that could be, how much time do you have? Do you have time to go shopping around and figure out different costs for different vendors and these different expenses? Do you have time for that? Because that can be really time-consuming, but it could also save you a bunch of money. You either spend the time or you spend the money in a lot of this. Or you're like, hey, I'm super stressed out. I can chuck money at this, right? I can just chuck money at this, have it be all inclusive, and not have to worry about each individual detail. I can just go with these options. But there's also that middle ground of if you select a venue and they have preferred vendors, they're not required, but they've worked there before, the venue recommends them, they tend to fall in your price point, that is the sweet spot. If it's not through your venue, is it through your coordinator or maybe your photographer has a list of other vendors that they've worked with that they love working with? Preferred vendors, a preferred vendor list is a sweet spot for those kind of going back and forth in between this. Where you don't have to research absolutely every single person because your photographer or your planner or whomever is giving you this preferred vendors list is already in your budget. Likely the other vendors on that list will be as well. So how much time do you have? How much effort do you want to put into this? The more time you spend researching, studying, investigating, you have the potential of saving more if you go non-inclusive. Now, some people have been like, false. Inclusive is the absolute cheapest I can do. That feels more like an anomaly to me based on my experience, but that makes me really happy when people can save money. But if you're like, time is of the utmost importance and I will chuck money at this, then obviously go inclusive. But the sweet spot in the middle is the preferred vendors. Now that we have a potential vendor for food and his parents would pay, but we're not sure if they'll chip in if we don't go with their vendor choice advice, ask them. So many times we like kind of tiptoe around this. And I think that there there is prudence to going to them and being like, we are so jazzed that you are excited about this catering company and that you're excited about our event. We're excited to just want to clarify, is this gift specific to this caterer or would you be willing to consider other options? Just ask. Gracious honesty. We are being gracious. We're being kind, but we're being very direct. Is this gift specific to this vendor? Just want to know what you feel the most comfortable with and then let them you know, respond as they will. Maybe they say yes, maybe they say no, but you sense some of that like, no, you you can you could book anybody you want, but you should book this person. And it just gives you a better idea of where they're at emotionally. That's going to be the best way to handle this. Tiptoeing around it, hoping for the best, assuming, guessing, you know, happens when we assume. Go straight to them and ask that question. Listen, wedding budgets suck. They're just like the actual worst. And the hardest part for me is that weddings are not cookie cutter. They're not one size fits all. And I think it's important to make sure that you're budgeting according to your priorities. Build a budget that works with your vision and you'll be on the path to planning a wedding that you really want. So if you want my recommendations for making your perfect budget for you and your partner, head on over to weddingpriorities.com. When it comes to the decor budget, where should you spend more money in relation to the ceremony versus reception without making either space look lacking or sparse double dip as much as you possibly can so i'll explain to you some of the things that we did at our wedding this is not the golden standard but this is obviously the budget and the experience i have the most intimate knowledge of right but we have used these policies these practices on multiple events and it's been great so uh if you have a ceremony backdrop put that behind your sweetheart table or behind your head table have that moved if you have florals being used at your ceremony Reuse those at your reception as well. Just make sure a photographer knows that so they can design them in a more versatile way. Have as many things repurposed as possible. Also, make sure that there's someone there to move those for you. If that means you're using one set of chairs, that's fantastic. Just make sure you have bodies to move those for you and someone to make sure it's the correct amount of chairs at each table. So, double dip, double dip as much as you can. Use things from your home because that will make it even less expensive as long as you have a vehicle to transport them in. I did a a blog and like double dipping decor (laughs) basically is like how I snuck my way into using or buying stuff for my home that I could use also for the wedding that we still have to this day. Sneaky, sneaky, right? So other than that, I really do think ceremony, if you pick the right location, you really don't need that much. Maybe it's backdrop, maybe it's an arch, maybe it's florals, and then repurposing those uh, would be ideal. So keep it minimal at the ceremony. Most people are going to be focused on you anyways. Um, And then if you want to draw focal attention to you and your fiance as you're getting married, that's where that backdrop would come into play. If we are looking to make some cuts, what, in your opinion, is not worth the money? I don't like this question. (laughs) Y'all, because I am a sucker for weddings. I love everything about them. I love photography and videography, and I love real flowers, and I love dessert tables. Uh, not all the desserts, because I don't love a bunch of sweets. But like, I love, I love the tradition, or I love breaking the tradition. Oh, so as far as like, what's not worth the money? Favors. Ooh, yep, there it is. Y'all know I already have feelings about favors. But other than what's not worth the money, I think it just really changes based on what what you guys want. Oh, and then the last budget question: What is the one thing we should splurge on? Uh, okay, this is opinion based but I would absolutely not skimp on a photographer or a DJ. Your decor could be minimal. Your food could be literally chips and salsa. I mean, I'd say do more than that, but uh, the person who's capturing all of the memories, you want them to be worth it. And the person who's in charge of the microphone, you want them to be worth it. Now, of course, as a wedding planner slash coordinator, I'd be remiss if I didn't say like, you might want to hire somebody, but if you can't afford it, You can't afford it. So those would be the two areas that I would focus on. Obviously, but to see then that kind of makes me be like, well, but you still have to feed people and like, make sure they have something to sip on. Like, even if it's just like non-alcoholic stuff and you know, (laughs) okay. All right. Enough. Those would be the two I'd splurge on. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.